We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From KMOX Sports. Okay, boys, here we go. Welcome to the Great Bar Sports Open Line. Those mid swings, and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Great Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Here we go. Now. Matt Pauley on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. All right, man, let's get going here. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Let's go. We do welcome you into another Gray Bar Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. Have you for a full two hours? That's because the Cardinals, they played this afternoon, picking up a 2-1 victory against Cincinnati. They split the four-game series, and they are on to Cleveland for a three-game weekend series against the Guardians. As always, if you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. Or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Very quickly, just want to take a moment and say something because it's been kind of a, not kind of, it has been a, a special day here uh, at KMOX as we have been able to uh, celebrate the the retirement of Carol Daniel. And I, man, they just find the podcast of it if you weren't listening this morning, the stuff that they did. In fact, we're going to have a Carol Daniel special tonight from 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. So you don't even have to go find the podcast. You can just uh, be listening uh, once we get uh, done today. But I just... I've been here at KMOX for less than a year, and there are still just times where I am in awe of some of the people, not some of the people, most of, almost about everybody who's here, the talent that exists inside of these walls, and to uh, see what was done today, and then to see uh, just the impact that Carol has made, uh, not just on us at KMOX and you, the listeners, but uh, this community and this region overall it's um it's been a cool thing to I say be a part of be a part of it just in the sense that I work here uh you know I I'm still the I'm still the new guy at a place where most of the voices you hear you have heard for a pretty extended amount of time and and you can hear that with with Carol who just spent 28 years here uh pretty cool pretty cool to be sure uh the type of the type of longevity and the type of celebration we were able to have today that doesn't exist at every radio station in America, and it's a really, really cool thing to be part of. So congratulations to Carol for what she has been able to uh, accomplish here uh, over all these years. And as she has told you over and over, she's not going anywhere. She's uh, she's still going to be around. You're still going to hear her voice on occasion. So uh, she's just uh, not going to be on your radio on an everyday basis uh, in the mornings. But, man, what a... What an incredible, incredible run and career she has had here at KMOX. This is what we've got on the program today. The second hour, the 7 o'clock hour, it's Thursday, 7 o'clock hour. That means strike zone. That means uh, all baseball during that uh, 7 o'clock hour, including a conversation with Mandy Bell, who covers the uh, Cleveland Guardians, who the Cardinals are getting set to open up a series against. And then in this hour, in about 10 minutes, 
We're going to be joined by uh, Luke Korak, uh, covers uh, the Blues for uh, NHL.com and the Hockey News. There's been some uh, rumors going around. Uh, Doug Armstrong's name continues to be connected to uh, the GM opening in Toronto. Is that a real thing? Is it a nothing thing? It seems like, eh, seems like something that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but in some ways it makes some sense. So uh, we'll talk about that. We'll also talk about the amazing postseason run that we have seen from uh, Matthew Kachuk as he is uh, leading the Florida Panthers into the Stanley Cup final. We'll also talk uh, this hour with uh, Brian Dunseth, who's going to be on the call for uh, City SC this weekend. They are matched up against Vancouver. Vantage Credit Union game time, 7.30 coming up on Saturday as uh, they are back at it trying to uh, take the momentum that they have from their 4 nothing win against Sporting Kansas City this past weekend and try to uh, propel that to a, a good performance against Vancouver. Cardinals baseball, really the, the things we're going to get into, especially in the 7 o'clock hour, and I told you, you know, we do the extra inning show after um, after Cardinals games, and generally we're taking your phone calls, your text messages, and your tweets. Uh, a lot of times on day games, we try to push that into Sports Open Line. So I will have some time for you to uh, call in today if uh, you've got anything that you want to say about the Cardinals specifically. If you want to set your appointment, as they say, uh, 7.35 or so is when we've got it set to uh, be able to take your phone calls, your text messages, and your tweets about the Cardinals they're they're clearly and obviously playing much better baseball right now. They're one of the hottest teams in baseball, even splitting against the Reds. I said this to Kevin Wheeler about an hour ago. I don't have a problem with splitting the series against the Reds. In some ways, it was a benefit that it turned into a four-game series because if it's a three-game series and you lose two of the first three as they did, it feels like it's a disappointing series because you lost a series against the Reds. But they come back, they win the final game, they split the four-gamer, they were able to give uh, some rest time to some players who need it right in the middle of a period where they're playing uh, 19 uh, straight days. So they they did what they needed to do. I don't care who you're playing four-game series are really, really challenging to win. I know we just saw them uh, take one uh, previously uh, against the Dodgers, but that they're really tough series to win. So they did what they needed to do. They split against the Reds. They are continuing to uh, move in an upward direction in the standings. I saw that Ken Rosenthal said, I, I didn't I didn't see this. That I, I'm repeating something that I think Ken Rosenthal said third, third hand. So this is always a very dangerous thing to do. But I saw somebody on Twitter had made reference to the fact that Ken Rosenthal said the Cardinals are going to win their division by 10 games. I guess I I did not read that or hear that myself, so if he did not say that, um, my apologies to him for for misrepresenting him. I just saw that somebody else had said that. But I I tend to agree, maybe not 10 games, maybe not to that extreme, but I just I have such a lack of confidence in the other teams in this division that the Cardinals should be moving up very, very, very quickly. They're five and a half games out right now. The Brewers still are going to play tonight. They're opening up a series against the Giants. The Brewers signed Julio Tehran to start. They uh, It had been rumored that he was going to uh, get signed. He didn't pass his physical until today. 
So they were not able to officially announce him as their starting pitcher until tonight. So he's getting signed, and a few hours later he's starting as they're going to match up against the Giants. The Pirates are clearly continuing to uh, fall off. Uh, the Cubs are a team that they, they're doing exactly what they're going to do all season long, and they're playing a Mets team right now that's not very good. They're going to match up against the Mets tonight. They're looking for a uh, three-game series sweep. So it's just this is not a conversation about how good the Cardinals are. It's a conversation about how bad the division is and why I keep saying everything is going to be perfectly okay because even as the Cardinals are, I think, a flawed team, we can agree they are they are a flawed team. Some people might say they're more flawed than others, but the baseline of them being a flawed team, that is a true thing. But at the same time, they're the best team in the division. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can also uh, tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. Up next, we'll talk with uh, Luke Korak, covers the St. Louis Blues. We'll talk hockey with him coming up in just a moment. It's a Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is America's Sports Voice, KMOX. A great bar sports open line does continue here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley, talking a little bit of hockey. We're very happy to welcome on to the program. Covers the Blues for NHL.com and the Hockey News. You follow him on Twitter at LKorak10. He is Lou Korak. Lou, thanks so much for taking some time with us today. How are you? Good, Matt. What's going on? Uh, not a whole lot. Wanted to get into a few things with you. Let's start with the, the big thing that's really being discussed, probably more so on social media, but... Um, Doug Armstrong's name continues to be connected to to the situation in Toronto for so many reasons on the surface level. It feels like this doesn't make sense, but the the name continues to be connected. How do you evaluate this whole situation? Well, you know, you're talking about a market like Toronto. So naturally, you know, whenever a position of this magnitude is going to open up, it's going to, you know, bring about all sorts of names and whether, whether they're legitimate or not. And I, and I don't think this one is going to be, I mean, you're talking about, you know, one of the longest tenured GMs, uh, one that has a pedigree, certainly, you know, it, it's, there's going to be some connections there, you know, he, you know, he's from uh, what, three and a half hours uh, away from Toronto. So there's, there's always going to be those kinds of connections, but let's be honest here, Matt. I just, I, I can't see it happening. You know, for one, he's still under contract for three years it's my understanding that there's no out clause in his contract, but you know, there's, there's a mutual respect between he and owner Tom Stillman there. And the only way I could even see this remotely even happening is if say Doug Armstrong goes to Tom Stillman and, and just says, I'd, I'd like to see what's out there with this, but otherwise I've been given every indication that ownership uh, is, is not even going to, is not even going to grant the Maple Leafs the chance to even talk to him. So um, I'm never one that's going to say with 100% certainty that nothing is possible, but 
uh, I can almost uh, say with uh, with undying certainty here that uh, this isn't going to happen. But you know, it, it's going to bring his name about, and uh, you know, Toronto, if they even have a ch- remotely a chance here, they'd be crazy not to look into it because certainly. You know, they're looking for somebody that has stability. They're looking for somebody that has the experience, and they're looking for somebody that's got some championship pedigree. Have you been at all, maybe not surprised, maybe surprised, or do you have any thoughts on the way this has been handled with what has been said, maybe more so what hasn't been said? Is this something that should have been squashed right away so it didn't all of a sudden kind of start to gain a life of its own? No, because, you know, like I said, we're talking about Toronto here. So whether whether it could get squashed right away or not, it, it's going to get out there. I mean, rumors are going to be rumors. Uh, you're never going to be able to stop those things. And, uh, you know, it's, it's almost a different lifestyle up there whenever you're talking about reporting on things. And, uh, you know, while, you know, there, there may be some – some wild things being said out there. Like I said earlier, I just don't see this happening. So if, if you want to, if you want to use me as the guy that wants to squash this uh, again, I don't want to say with a hundred percent certainty that uh, something like this wouldn't be, you know, would be remotely possible, but uh, you know, I, I almost feel confident in saying that uh, I think Doug Armstrong is going to stay here just for the reason that, Listen, he's got three number one draft picks at his disposal going into this draft. Things didn't go very well in St. Louis this past season. And I think he's just a guy that would want to get this ship steered back in the right direction after the way things ended here this past year, all things considered with the success that he's had in the previous years before that. The squasher, Lou Korak, is continuing to uh, join us here on a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. You mentioned all of those uh, those draft picks. What is your expectation with this offseason? Because it feels like it's it's unlikely that they would end up using all of those draft picks, that there could be some trades uh, involved with them. And obviously we'll, we, we have to get the season all the way over with before the offseason can, can go in earnest. But it, there's just so many different ways that they can go this offseason? Well, I think that's what makes this uh, situation intriguing for Doug Armstrong and uh, for, let's just say, any general manager that was in this position. I mean, you're, I don't want to say you, you're holding uh, all the aces here, but he's got a number of them. And I think the direction that this is going to go in, and just from a few of the people that I've talked to so far, is that he's going to be willing to listen. And he's going to be willing to trade away those lower end picks for players that could help this team out. Now, probably somebody in the, again, he mentioned that to us uh, at the exit meeting, somebody that's under has got term under control and in the 25 to 27 year range. I, that those are, there's going to be some players out there. Now, when you've got some teams that get knocked out of the playoffs early, you're probably talking about some teams that, either A, can't afford to keep some of their younger players, or B, may want to retool their roster and replenish some of their draft capital. And that's where I think he's going to be able to maybe take advantage of some of this. So I think that's the direction he's going to go in because I just think it's going to be awfully tough to, say, maybe take those picks. And right now, Toronto's pick that they hold is at number 29. And if Dallas loses tonight, which – you know, all all indications are unless they make a miraculous recovery and win this series somehow, they're going to get the 29th pick as well. It's going to be tough to package those and say, try to move up in this draft because that would be 
unless he makes any trades for NHL-ready players, that's going to be the only way that he's going to move those picks is if he can, say, move up in this draft. And I find that to be incredibly tough to do just because of the depth in this draft. People in St. Louis have really been enjoying uh, Matthew Kachuk's run with the Florida Panthers with all these uh, game-winning goals. The third game-winning goal of the postseason came with just about five seconds to go, knocking out the Hurricanes and uh, sending Florida to the to the Stanley Cup final. It really has just been absolutely remarkable watching this run that not just the Panthers are on, but more specifically Kachuk is on. Yeah, he's cut from a different cloth, isn't he? I mean, he's he's a lot of fun to watch right now and you know, a, a chip off the old old uh, old man's block. Let's <laughs> say you, you saw you saw some of the reactions last night with Keith up in the stands. Uh, Big Walt was uh, certainly enjoying it. Uh, never got a chance to play for a Stanley Cup himself, but I'm sure he's tickled to death to see his son get a chance to play in his first year in Florida. I mean, man, you talk about a home run of a trade right now. No matter how this ends up, uh, Matt, this, this this is a home run trade for Florida right now. I mean. You make this big blockbuster last year, and, and in the first year coming out, um, you put a lot of your eggs in this basket with with with, with a rising budding star that Matthew Kachuk is right now, and uh, he's delivering on it. I mean, he's a gamer. He really is. I mean, the, the, this kid's willing to do anything and everything it takes to help his team win, and right now, um, he, you know, He's pulling a lot of the rope. Let's put it that way. They've got they've got a number of guys right now that are really getting the job done. They're they're getting their money's worth finally from their ten million dollar goalie in Bobrovsky, who's who's getting the job done for him too. But I'm telling you, when 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 the stakes are high, Matthew Kachuk is right there, uh, front and center, getting the job done. And it's great to see, you know, a kid that grew up here in St. Louis and uh, is part of the St. Louis hockey culture right now. And uh, you know, I know there's a lot of Blues fans that are still talking about it to this day and scoffing and wondering and why that St. Louis wasn't able to maybe bring him home. But you know what? You got to, you got to root for the kid right now because he is, he is one of the hometown guys and uh, you know, he's, he's certainly going to give them a great chance right now to win the Stanley cup because they're playing as well as anybody right now. And uh, I don't think they're going to be afraid of anybody who ever comes out of the West. Final thing for you, Lou, and, and we don't have a ton of time to get into every guy, but there's a bunch of blues players who are uh, participating uh, in uh, the, in the world hockey championships that are going on right now. And it, it seems like every day when, you know, you've done a great job tweeting out uh, some of the results and so forth. It, it seems like a lot of these blues players are really contributing well to their teams. I think it's good for him too. I mean, these, these are guys, uh, obviously you've got Sammy Blay over there, Jake neighbors, Joel Hofer, uh, Scott Perunovich, Kasperi Kapanen. Those five guys are there. Kapanen's run ended today uh, with their loss, but certainly was, uh, from my understanding, was one of Finland's top players. So it was good for him, especially to get over there now, knowing that he's going to be coming into the situation here in St. Louis, again, as one of those players trying to prove themselves and, you know, you got a couple of young guys over there with Hofer and neighbors that are just getting good, valuable time. And more than anything with Scott Perunovich, you know, you hear it all the time. He just needs to play. And he's playing a lot of minutes over there and doing a good job. And he's got uh, Team USA helping them into the semifinals. So the more they continue to play, the more it's going to be good for him because he certainly is a big contributor to their blue line right now. He is Luke Korak, covers the blues for NHL.com and also the hockey news. Lou, thanks for your time as always. Really appreciate it. We'll catch up with you again real soon. 
You got it, Matt. Take care. All right. Very good. Luke Korak joining us here on a Gravar Sports Open Line on the Quiver River Electric Guest Line. Appreciate him taking a few moments with us. We'll talk some uh, MLS soccer in just a moment, specifically St. Louis City SC coming off that fantastic win against Sporting KC. And uh, they've got a big one coming up on Saturday. They remain at home. We'll get into all that coming up in just a moment. It's a Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. The Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes mid swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. We're back at it here on a Thursday evening. Cardinals baseball, they win earlier today, back at tomorrow night, this weekend. St. Louis City SC, they are going to take on Vancouver. They are coming off a good uh, 4 nothing win against Sporting KC this past weekend in the first ever uh, rivalry matchup between those two teams. It's going to be fun to watch that move forward right now. We're very happy to welcome on to uh, the program. He's part of the uh, broadcast crew with uh, Apple TV and MLS Season Pass. We welcome uh, back onto the program Brian Dunseth. Brian, thanks so much for uh, coming back on with us. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you again. Yeah, so um, just from like a, an overall big picture standpoint, it it felt like St. Louis and Kansas City that that wasn't a first time that they were playing. Like that felt like a, <laughs> a deep seated rivalry that has existed for a while. How good is it for MLS to to have something like that? Yeah, it's perfect because you know a lot of the times when we talk about city competition, hatred. We could use hatred and the rivalry because of other sports and the history that when it bleeds into the game, then it kind of takes in a whole nother level. And everything we've seen at that stadium, that atmosphere, that fan base, that group, that's incredible support. I mean, I feel like, you know, the stadium could hold 45,000 and you still have kind of a, a wait list for season tickets because that's, that's how strong it feels and looks from the outside looking in. Um, and for me personally, it'll be my first experience this weekend against Vancouver being inside the stadium so I can't wait. I mean, it, it, it's so much that even people that I know in Salt Lake City that have gone to games are sending me videos and pictures mm-hmm. of what the atmosphere is and looks like inside the stadium. So incredibly important win, um, kind of recalibrating after the injury to Klaus and kind of trying to figure out again who you are, what you're about, what the system looks like, what the identity is. Um, you know, and, and maybe I was a part of the problem last couple of matches that I did uh, because <laughs> I, I kept saying that, you know, you take away the expansion tag from this group, and it looks like they are a serious contender in the Western Conference. And then they hit a little bit of a hiccup for three or four games, and next thing you know, they're back on track. So huge win against Sporting Kansas City. I thought it was a dominant performance, scoring goals without a, a couple important pieces of the puzzle. Um, and Bradley Carnell and company are doing a fantastic job. I was sitting and watching it at home on Saturday night on, on MLS Season Pass, and um, I... I'm not a quote-unquote soccer guy like many people. I'm kind of learning as we go along this year. And maybe it was just because there was a build-up to it, so I was kind of a prisoner of the moment. But from the moment that match started on Saturday night, it felt like the intensity was at a different level. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I I, I think so. I mean, I I think all the, again, all the matches at home have been extraordinary from the the outside looking in. Um, And and it it just... I think, again, what we're seeing is anytime, and this is something I was a part of when Real Salt Lake came to Salt Lake City back in 2005, and the very first home game was against the Colorado Rapids. 
And it was uh, the Rocky Mountain Cup is what they called it. And I ended up scoring the game winner late in the match, and it was the first goal at home. And it kind of – it just it, it, it just all of a sudden feels like there's kind of this organic moment in time which you can kind of be the reference point. It's the data point going forward. And, you know, you've had a lot of big moments for, for St. Louis City SC, but I, I think that one was, again, just one of those moments where you're, you're – and Taylor Twelman being on the call and the St. you know, St. Louis native and he's been banging the drum for MLS expansion, you know, for, for the past ten years. I, I just feel like, yeah, that that was a moment in time that no one is ever gonna forget. Everyone is always gonna refer to that first rivalry game. And and listen, maybe most importantly, it's it's a chance for all the supporters to have some trash talking, right? Have some fun, the banter on social media, um, it always lives up to it. And Listen, Sporting Kansas City, their fan group have, have done an incredible job over the years, and it's an incredible stadium and an incredible atmosphere, and they've had a tremendous amount of success. So to do that to them when arguably they're getting their best players back, you know, Gabby Kinda uh, getting back Alan Polito, and finally feeling like they're getting them back on track to, you know, to, to give them a good whack in 4-0 at home, I think sets the tone for the next couple of matches. I don't know how familiar you are with, like, the the uh, America's soccer capital versus first soccer yeah. city thing is, and uh, the, the team put up billboards uh, on I-70 for everybody to read coming from kids. Yeah. Like, that's what sport's supposed to be. It's so much fun, and it was really cool. Yeah, I mean, even, like, the return your sporting Kansas City gear here and dropping it <laughs> in the band, uh, ship it back to Kansas City. All that banter is fun. You know, it's, it's not maliciousness. It's not, you know, the hooliganism. It's not the fights. It's, it's, it's more about the fun, right? And, and to figure out ways to, I think, feed into, uh, you know, the, the, the creativeness of kind of the, the original game, right? That, that's what's, for me, from the outside looking in. Because, we, you know, in MLS over the years, I, I, I came in the second year in 1997, you know, back when you had, you know, eight to 10 teams. And even then you're talking about contraction. I was with the Miami, the Miami Fusion when ourselves in the Tampa Bay Mutiny were contracted back at the end of 2001. Um, and that's when, you know, MLS had to, to pull the purse strings and tighten the belt and make sure that this team could survive. I mean, at a time when Phil Anschutz and the Crafts, you know, there, there was like really just three or four owners at the table that were a part of the 10 teams that were surviving at the moment. And that's when Don Garber took over. So to see where they're at now, you know, the announcement of the San Diego franchise coming in, $500 million. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're, you're talking about half a billion just to walk in and then to create what's organically needed. Um, again, that's why I give so much credit to what St. Louis City SC has become in such a short amount of time. All right, so let's get into on on the pitch a little bit because they score the four goals. They have the dominant performance. They had been scuffling leading into uh, this past weekend. What can they take from this past weekend and apply it to this matchup against Vancouver on Saturday night? Uh, yeah, confidence, confidence, and more confidence. Um, the fact that a couple of tweaks from Bradley Carnell, Vassalou playing a little bit higher, Leuven playing a little bit deeper, uh, again, with the loss of Shaw Klaus, who for me, Klaus is one. I mean, people talk about his size and his presence and his strength, and I, I think it does such a disservice to technically how gifted he is. Um, you know, Roman Berkey is the goalkeeper of the year so far, and I know we, we prioritize goals in a six and kind of sexy goal scorers, uh, but he, he has done a hell of a job in goal, and his numbers are outrageous. And then just, you know, the partnership across the back line, you know, whether you're talking about Tim Parker, you're talking about Bartley. I mean, the, the names go on and on. 
Um, I, I think what, what you just want is momentum. That's the key in Major League Soccer. Uh, a lot of the times, you know, you, you, you talk about the data points. You talk about the eyeball test. Are they playing well? Are they not playing well? Are they good with the ball? Are they not good with the ball? I think all of those things can be negotiable. But at the end of the day, you want to figure out ways to score goals and not be over-reliant on a single player. And I think that's probably the big storyline coming out of that game, getting goals from different players um, that aren't named Klaus, so you're not being overly reliant on just one player. You mentioned Roman Berkey. Maybe we don't talk about him enough. And leading into the season, there, there was some criticism of the franchise on the resources that they were using to, to go get him. And it feels like in many ways uh, that, that has proven to be a very good move that the club made. I, I couldn't be um, more impressed with what Lutz and, and, and Bradley Parnell and then ownership backing them has done. Um, one of the things that I think is extraordinary when you talk about Roman Berkey, you talk about Leuven, you talk about Klaus, is to identify your three big players and get them in the market six months before the team even launches. I mean, you, 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 I mean, think about this for a second. You're, you're effectively asking three gigantic players in terms of, of what you're trying to do to give up six months of their playing career, to commit to a project, to get in the door, to settle, which is arguably the most important thing with their families um, in, in the community, and then to be able to prepare from day one as a group uh, to step on the field. Um, that, that, is, that, that is something that is extraordinarily difficult to, to do, much less prepare to do. Um, so full, full credit. Uh, and listen, the whole Berkey thing, I just want people to understand that Roman Berkey could have gone to a bunch of different clubs. Roman Berkey could have easily, I don't know, cashed it in and, and been a backup at, at Bayern Munich. He could have gone to a Premier League side. He could have gone to, uh, you know, any other Bundesliga side. But uh, there comes a point in a player's life where I, I kind of reference, like a, I use the analogy, it's like a train. People are getting on and off, but you just keep rolling down the tracks and you're looking for new experiences. Well, his new experience was this this opportunity in St. Louis. And I just think when you talk about locker room presence, you talk about performance, you talk about all-around good guy, everything that I've heard about Roman Berkey has been top-notch in terms of his personality and what he brings to the table. Um, so, you know, for Bradley Carnell, the amount of times that I've, I've sat with him and talked with him, um, you know, talking about, you know, being on Zoom calls, being face-to-face, just wanting good guys. You know, the, the player Rolodex and, and whatever the algorithm is that they use to identify players, you know, everybody can identify a good player, but can you identify also a good person? And I think that's something that we're not always accounting for when we're talking about athletes is are they a great player, but maybe more importantly, are they a great person and a right fit for the organization? And it seems, again, that they've just knocked it out of the park. Speaking of new experiences, people are continuing to take in uh, MLS season pass. I know there's some uh, promotions going on right now to get people the opportunity to try it uh, for a month or so. Some of the uh, exterior programming being put out there on YouTube that everybody can see. It's a it's an incredible product, and it really f- feels like uh, you guys want everybody to get a chance to experience it for themselves firsthand. Yeah, and I'm really fortunate, um, you know, as a player being a part of this league for so long to have such significant backing and support from Apple. And then my broadcast partner, Max Bredos, a guy that I actually called my very first national broadcast with Fox Soccer back in the day. And now we're teammates and we're partners, uh, you know, in, in this traveling vagabond of two <laughs> knuckleheads getting to call so many different games. Um, but yeah, it, it's the, the, I, I would say it's 
the idea of consuming an MLS game nowadays is like walking into an Apple store. Uh, it's going to be clean. It's going to feel clean. It's going to look clean. And you are going to get the same experience as you were standing in that Apple store as you would, you know, watching a game and consuming a game. So, yeah, there's a, a free one-month trial that you can start at any point and check it out. I highly suggest it. Um, and, and, listen, if, if you don't have any skin in the game and you're just kind of maybe just checking it out little by little, you've got MLS 360 that kind of wraps you around the league and keeps you updated. It's kind of like NFL Red Zone. And then you've got, you know, the MLS wrap that will take you around all the different games throughout the course of the day and give you the update of the score lines and the highlight packages. So Apple and MLS are, are doing a great job together, and it's a fun partnership to be a part of. Well, Brian, we really appreciate uh, you taking some time. Hopefully we can catch up again uh, down the line, but have a have a good call this weekend. Hopefully it's a city win. Uh, I'll say that. I know you can't say that. I can say that. And uh, we'll uh, catch up with you again down the line. No, I appreciate it. Really looking forward. It'll be my first experience in St. Louis. So I can't wait to check it out, obviously, from a soccer perspective the influence that, that St. Louis soccer has had on U.S. soccer in general since, you know, going back to the 50s has been nothing short of extraordinary. So excited to be a part of it. Can't wait to uh, have an adult beverage and, and try some of the great food. Out of the Toast, toasted ravioli. Make sure to get some of those in you oh, before you get out of here. You know who told me? Tim Parker told me. He's like, oh, yeah, no, it's real. It's yeah. good stuff. So can't, can't wait. Can't right, wait. Brian, thank you so much. Appreciate it, my man. Thank you. Brian Dunst is joining us here uh, on the program. He'll be on the call uh, on Apple TV Plus coming up this weekend. City in action against uh, Vancouver over at uh, City Park. We'll take a break. We'll wrap up hour number one of the program. It's a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. My name is Matt Pauley. This is KMOX. This is America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Starting to wrap up hour number one of a sports open line, a grave our sports open line here on KMOX. Now we're going to do all baseball, all Cardinals in the seven o'clock hour, Thursday night, seven o'clock hour. We call it the strike zone as Graybar brings that to you uh, every single Thursday evening. I always tell you when we have these day games and we do a little bit of a shorter version of the extra inning show that we try to open up the uh, phone lines and the text messages and the tweets and all that uh, during sports open line. So we have that scheduled today for 735. So if you've got any thoughts on the Cardinals that you want to get off your chest, we'll have that for you uh, at 735. You can call whenever you want, but I'm just saying we've got that period, that segment uh, set up. Up for you. I don't get into sports radio if I don't have an opinion on what should be and what should not be talked about in sports. Like I, I enjoy the challenge of making sure that every day I'm talking about things that are interesting. I'm really frustrated. I and I shouldn't be. It really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. But I'm frustrated at the narratives that are going on right now when it comes to the NBA playoffs. Because the Lakers get swept out, and then instead of the focus being on the fact that they just got swept, LeBron James decides to say, "Ah, you know what? I might retire." Dude's not retiring. He's not. Re- Some people there's the conspiracy theory out there that maybe he did that to try to take the focus off of the fact that his team just got swept out of the playoffs. Maybe, maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I don't know what his motivations are. But then this whole thing about if you're on social media and you follow many NBA people, if your timeline looks at anything like mine, you can't get away from this whole, the Nuggets are a boring team, so nobody's talking about them, and Nuggets fans are upset about the national media attention. I've just, I've never understood that. 
like people getting upset about when when I was in Milwaukee, the Brewers were never on Sunday Night Baseball, and Brewers fans were always really a why don't they get chosen for Sunday? Who cares? Who cares what people outside of your market think about you? And that's going on right now with the Nuggets. There's so many Nuggets fans that are so upset that the national media doesn't want to talk about them. Who cares? They're in the NBA Finals. That's all that matters. You don't have to worry about other people say about us. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.